Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about our weddings, just as a a fun way to learn more about us and perhaps learn some things if you are, in fact, planning a wedding. Uh, But first, let's do some catching up. Nicole, what's going on? Oh, just Mm -hmm. a big downshift in in this COVID world. Yeah, just trying to keep it home, keep away from people. I'm really (laughs) feeling like I need to get organized for Christmas. My uh, (laughs) my (laughs) sister-in-law's wife, her birthday was this past week, which is now probably a week or two ago. But um, yeah, it just like completely snuck up on me. And I, it it is literally not until the day of, I'm like, I wonder what that person would really like to get for their birthday. I am just, so (laughs) this surprises you none at all about me, Gina, that I am, you know, (laughs) either late or constantly running late. Um, And with that, I am going to try with this um, additional time in my life, perhaps to get organized for Christmas. I know big goal for for the Christmas that will probably be spent at home with nobody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's so sad. I know at this Christmas, this is going to be the first Christmas that we don't go to my mother-in-law's house for Christmas Eve because she's actually at my sister-in-law's house right now in Charlotte for the foreseeable future. She'll probably be back after, right after Christmas. But that makes me so sad. And the yeah. last... For, for the last 15 years, that's that's what we've done on Christmas Eve. And it's always so fun and so merry. And we're not doing it this year. And mm-hmm. oh, it just, it's sad. Well, I might have even more time to do that because I don't know, Gina, I'm kind of in a book slump. Isn't that oh, crazy? That is crazy. Yes. And it's not that the books I'm reading are bad. I'm mm. just not, I don't know. I feel lazy. Like I just, I'm kind of more interested in TV, which is weird. And yeah. I'm kind of back into puzzles. I've already done another thousand piece. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I need yeah. to, I need to get, I need to get back on the, on the wagon here with. Hey, just if, if you're not into it though, d- d- don't push it. And if you're interested in other things right now, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right? I don't even know yeah. how many books I've read this year, but probably like 25 to 30. So that's not too, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just reached my 20 goal. I love which it. Honestly, will probably never happen again. I've just had more time this since honestly, because I'm working from home and I can kind of take breaks. I, I don't know what it is about being at work when I'm walking from like operation to operation. I, I, t- I typically listen to, to podcasts, uh-huh. but when I'm at home, like I'll take a five minute break and just kind of walk around my block and read my, read a book. I just had more time to read, I guess. Or Are you more exclusively from home now? No, no. I, I generally go in for a few hours in the morning because the computer program that we use at work works so much better at on campus. Got it. And I have two screens, which makes a million, I mean, a world of difference. So yes, I do still go into into the office generally, but I'm not required to. And in fact, they kind of um, advocate not not going in, but I still mm-hmm. do. <laughs> Um, so speaking of books, actually, I was really excited. I brought up the whole health at every size approach to our wellness program where I work and just just to kind of get the discussion started. And while they did come back at me with, well, BMI is a tried and true research backed premise, um, you know, what, what we might be able to do is start a book club. 
And that can be the first book that we read. And I said, yeah, like let's do it. So I'm going to be hosting a Health at Every Size book club with the original Health at Every Size book by Linda, who I guess knows now goes by Lindo Bacon. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And I saw you guys uh. were exchanging Instagram messages. <laughs> yeah, I think she thinks I'm an idiot because <laughs> I don't know if you read what I wrote, but I really was wondering, I, I want to be able to present some type of research that actually does show that BMI doesn't mean anything. But I guess she's saying that that doesn't really exist, but that surprises me. Based on all that she said in that book, I guess I'm just, I'm looking for that one study that I can share to my, with my department that says, see, BMI doesn't matter. But I think that the book is, is a good start. It's a, it's a huge start. And maybe it's one of those things that research will never exist because there's no big company that's going to fund it because everyone is wrapped up in the benefits of diet culture and weight loss. Well, and it's kind of like when we talked about sugar substitutes with, you know, people and but perhaps people with higher BMIs have other health habits that contribute to poorer health, like whether that's less exercise or more processed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there's just and not to say that that's always true, but it's hard. You can't isolate those variables. Yeah. But you could also make the same argument with those who have smaller bodies that mm -hmm. they are getting those smaller bodies by being very unhealthy and yep. going on restrictive diets and not being well, mm -hmm. well balanced. So it goes either way, but maybe mm -hmm. there'll be some good research in the future. I'm counting on it. Honestly, I, I think that we're going to start seeing that more. All right. So jumping in or before we jump in, just a quick favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So we'd appreciate it so very much. All right. Just a little introduction to our fun topic today. Every once in a while, we like to bring you an episode that is purely for fun. If you recall our this versus that episode back in February, which was really the last time like life was normal. <laughs> we were at the Great Wolf Lodge, which by the way, I still get so many emails like, come back, come back. I'm like, no, it's like I will not. COVID craziness there. I know. I'm sure they're not doing well. Um, today, we're going back to that most special day of our lives, our wedding day. We'll talk about what went into planning, what we loved and what we wish we would have done differently. Of course, hindsight is always 2020. Right. So let's start. And I know we've done this before already, but just for those who maybe forget, let's start from the very beginning. Let's go to the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, You're so brave, we... Gina. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> my kids I would my say singing. it's late and you're slap happy, but it's 9.53 on a Saturday morning. So <laughs> I don't know what it's your Sunday. excuse is. It's Sunday, Nicole. Oh, it is okay. Sunday. Shoot. <laughs> I wish it was Saturday. Man. All right. When did we meet our spouses and what was our first date? All right. Nicole, you can go first. I I think Mark and I started talking online in February of my freshman year of college, uh, 20, 2004. And then we I think we met. It was the very beginning of March 2004. And what we OK, well, that's kind of I don't know that I've told this story. OK, so I was in a sorority. And that night we were having a Britney Spears exchange with a frat. Okay, <laughs> go. For, so I was wearing a little schoolgirl outfit. Oh, wow. And uh, Mark and I, I guess I had a cell phone and I was texting. I mean, that seems like a long time ago. It was probably like the Nokia brick thing, yeah. you know, that um, you could play those weird like snake games on. Anyway, so we had met up um, outside a bar 
um, it was a, a bar that was known as being like for the old, for the, for the upperclassmen. And I was a freshman. So we met outside Ooh. this bar at two o'clock in the morning, um, both not sober, obviously. And, uh, I remember <laughs> that was our first interaction. And I thought he had, I thought he looked like a monkey. Like he had these <laughs> giant ears and he was intoxicated. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about his real ears? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mark has big ears. Yeah. I remember that being the first thing that I noticed about him. Okay. okay. Plus, he has like cauliflower ear. You know how wrestlers get that yes. like cartilage issue? Yeah. So I noticed that I am right so away. I'm so thankful Nick does not have that because he wrestled. I mean, he was a collegiate wrestler and he does not have that. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. It, it's super common. Uh, I He was intoxicated. That's what I remember most. <laughs> and he, you know, there was so much leading up to this. Like we had chatted online. We had texted to meet up. And then he says to me, well, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get food. And I was kind of like, blink, blink. Okay, so am I going with you to like, and there was no (laughs) invitation. So that was it. (laughs) That Um, is so Mark. (laughs) So Mark. So I didn't think too much of it. I just kind of, and then he starts instant mess. I am, you know, AOL instant messenger. He starts IMing me in the coming days. And I was literally so confused. (laughs) Like, zero connection, less than zero. (laughs) And I must have been bored or he was persistent because he convinced me to go over to his dorm. um, And he lived in like the nice dorm. And again, he was in grad school. I was a freshman. He was a resident assistant in this very bougie um, dorm. So I went over to his place, which was nice. It had its own bathroom, its own kitchenette. It was great. A a balcony. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you should see what I live in because it's very (laughs) different from this. And uh, we had some drinks and we went out with his um, grad school program to this real sketchy bar and we danced like crazy. We didn't dance that much on our wedding day, but we danced like crazy. So this is this bar was the furthest bar from my dorm. I'm talking a mile and a half, probably. And again, this is March in the Midwest. Like it was cold. He walked me all the way back to my dorm and I asked him, I was like, you want to come in? And he was like, "Uh, no. (laughs) <laughs> he denied. <laughs> well, you know, I could see that. You know, he's old. He doesn't. He didn't really belong. He probably didn't think he belonged there. Yeah, he he yeah. was an RA, right? He, yeah, he he yes. didn't want to. Yeah, that's kind of crossing the line a little bit. Okay, I'm it sure alcohol be. was also invi- involved at this stage. I didn't think anything of it, and I certainly wasn't trying to, you know, seal the deal that evening. Sure. Anyway, right? He <laughs> thought I was. <laughs> anyway, it was not love at first sight. Um, I will say we had a blast dancing that night and, and really we were pretty close to inseparable from that. What about you? Nice. And <laughs> so very different. We met actually right after I got out of college. Uh, this was in 2005. Uh, we started working, we were working together at like a, a local Irish pub. I was a waitress. He was a line cook. He was, so I was 23 and he was 27 and he just didn't really know what he was doing with his life, hence being a line cook. Um, and honestly, I was dating someone at the time when we met, so I didn't honestly think anything of him at all. I mean, I knew he was good looking, but that was about it. I was, you know, had my my sights set on this guy that I was dating that I thought was, you know, the one, turned out not to be. So after we broke up, Nick and I, I wouldn't say we started dating right away, but we did kind of hang out a couple of times. This was in 2006. And one night, one thing led to another. I came back to his mom's place where he was living. <laughs> um, she was, so she, um, well, she was, 
she was living alone in like a 3,500 square foot home with wow. Nick in the basement. He had, a, he had like his whole bachelor pad in, in the basement <laughs> bachelor pad. That's funny. Um, <laughs> and I came over and I, I would say from that night on, which we were also intoxicated, it, we haven't left each other's side. Like we've been together since then, no breakups, no nothing. And yeah, that was, that was history. Oh, yeah. So we both have very romantic stories. <laughs> <laughs> and alcohol was involved. Yes, yes. But hey, it worked out for both of us. So. Yeah. True. All right. So how long after you started dating did you get married? When this is a long question. When and where did you get married? And was it your first choice of venue or locations and date? We did not get married until six plus years after we started dating. And we were engaged for two years, two months. Wow. And like two weeks, something crazy like that. He proposed March 30th of 07 and we got married May 23rd of 09. So not quite quite as long as I said, but close. And people would tease like, is this wedding actually happening? But what happened was um, Mark actually received an ultimatum <laughs> about our relationship. He, from you or from a friend? Yes, correct. From me. Uh, oh, okay. We had been dating most of my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year, my senior year. His company was relocating him to Italy for an undetermined period of time. And I truly felt during our courtship there that he either knew that I was the one or he wasn't. I mean, he was a professional yeah. in the working world. We had made long distance work. He was living in Michigan. I was in, you know, central Illinois finishing school. You know, we had kind of done all that and mm-hmm. we were doing well. Um, and I had just decided at that point, if you're moving to Italy until who knows when, and I'm going to see you, Lord knows when, I think you either put a ring on it or we're done. <laughs> so... <laughs> happen and uh he he did <laughs> he did oh I gosh. I can't say I'm not proud of that but I I think <laughs> I mean I'm glad I stuck up for myself it was very it was a very unique situation um yeah. and it's not like we were together for a year or even two I mean it was an extended period of time so yeah, we yeah. got married um at a golf course in the Chicago suburbs really close to actually O'Hare Airport not like a real ritzy kind of place but it was a beautiful uh venue I would say it was very basic um well mm-hmm. i mean like rustic basic uh okay. but a beautiful outdoor ceremony like out on water it had really good prices um and what's your next oh i'll, I'll save my my the rest of that response for the next question okay. it wasn't anything like spectacular but it was affordable and um it had the most generous liquor package which was i believe <laughs> like five or six hours um oh my just ridiculous okay. where i think kind of the standard at that point was four four hours of open bar. Uh, mm-hmm. But I definitely wanted the big traditional wedding. Um, and that would definitely not be the same if I were getting married today. But yeah. Yeah. Well, for various reasons, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> what about you guys? Okay. So we also, we didn't get engaged until six years after we got um, started dating. And honestly, I think I was so young. I And you'll find this out as I, as I continued to talk here, but I've never been a big wedding person. I've never been that person who was like, I can't wait to get married. I, you know, can't wait to find the one. I was never that type. And that's just not me. So we were dating for six years. I never thought anything of like, when is he going to propose ever? Not once. That's Um, interesting. I just knew we were going to get married one day and I had, was in no rush whatsoever. 
Um, so I think six years came. So I was 29. He was 33. And we were already living together. We'd already purchased a house. And I just, I knew it was going to happen eventually. Again, it was in no rush. But eventually, after about six years, he did propose. And our engagement, I wanted the engagement to be pretty short because I did not want to overanalyze every little aspect of the of the wedding, which I'll get into in a second. But anyway, we got into, uh, we decided to get married on Bald Head Island in North Carolina. And really not much thought went into this. Originally, I wanted to get married on a cruise ship just to get it over with. <laughs> um, but my parents weren't a fan of this idea at all. And then Nick had always said that he wanted to get married on the beach and his sister had gone to a wedding on Baldhead Island just about a year prior. And she said it was amazing. And she told us the house that they got married at and where they all stayed. And we booked that house. It was the biggest house on the island. It was huge with a giant deck and a beautiful view of the ocean. And that was that. So then we'll get into kind of more about that. So Nicole, what was your wedding strategy? Um, Were you into it? Were you not into it? Were you an over planner, an under planner? Yeah. This response will shock the hell out of you, Gina. I <laughs> this is We're the opposite the, here. It's so funny. The one time in my life I planned like it was my job. Truly. For two for two years, actually. I, I did. Oh my gosh. Um, we, two years. That's absurd. I had spreadsheet after spreadsheet <laughs> oh after my gosh. spreadsheet. I went physically to see probably 20 to 30 venues. Ooh. I'm not. Hitting at all. Holy. It was a hobby. It really was. I mean, my fiance was in Italy. I, you know, I had no, right. I think that was part of it was, it was a little, no, there's nothing I could have done about it, but my mom was, she did not, she was like you, she didn't give two hoots about the wedding. Quite frankly, no. I think if she was being honest, she would even say she, she would say, I didn't even know Mark at that point. Cause they hadn't spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think it was hard for her to like build any excitement around the, sure. the wedding for me. So I felt like I was kind of doing it on my own. And at the age of 21, 22, I mean, my like my best friend, she was like out partying like she, wedding. She was she ha- was no help. Like, I I mean, everybody and like I was in a completely different stage really at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like a woman of one. So I created my own excitement with spreadsheets. Uh, but we got 2007 <laughs> pricing on the 09 wedding and that ended up saving us thousands and thousands of dollars. So I would say if you have the time, yeah. um, plan and try and lock in that earlier pricing for um yeah, just by booking in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and also we were able to get all the vendors that we wanted. So spreadsheets galore, um, probably, yeah, 20, 30 venues. I probably way over planned, which I would say it was okay because I had the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so on the day of, I had zero stress. Mm-hmm. I I could, I probably had our florist phone number memorized. I mean, there was <laughs> nothing that um, but I would say I I drove Mark and my mom and probably my best friend absolutely positively insane with the level of details. Um, yeah. I also did a lot of DIY for both cost cutting and for fun. So I made like our aisle runner. I did the programs, the menus, the table numbers, the invitations. Wow. I made all of that. Wow, that's impressive. I thought so, which, you know, you get a whole education in cardstock and how many pounds do you want? And um, isn't that how they do it? Like by pounds, like how thick it is and downloading fonts and yeah, going to the printer and then cutting. Yeah, it was a lot of work, but 
Yeah, I would say a way over planner. <laughs> what about you, Gina? So you were 22 when you got married. I was 23. 23. Oh my gosh, that is so young. I will so say- young. I was 29, Nick was 33, and we were we were still one of the first of our friends to get married. Mm-hmm. So that- Most of my friends are still single. <laughs> oh. And Mark I and I are, well, I shouldn't say, I mean, my best friend is married, but she's been married two years. Um, okay, okay. And Mark and I just celebrated 11. Wow, wow. All right, I shouldn't so- say just. It was six months ago, so. <laughs> right, but still, I mean, it was your last anniversary. Yeah. All right, so I was definitely, it's funny because we are definitely opposites. Like mm. usually I'm the advanced planner and you are not. I was definitely not into planning this at all. Like I said, I'm not a big wedding person, never have been. Uh, let's see. Do you enjoy going to others' weddings? Oh, yeah. I mean, duh. Who doesn't enjoy going to a good wedding? Oh, a Absolutely. lot of people. Oh, a lot of really? people like to oh, go to weddings. Gosh, I love. It. Well, okay. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say yes for sure. I enjoy a good a good wedding. I mean, I've been to, to some weddings that have been, you know, not so fun, but overall, I mean, yes, I very much enjoy going to weddings. I mean, you get delicious food, usually delicious cake, lots of dancing, libations. I mean, what is not to enjoy? Do you get teary when they're doing the vows? Yes, I do. Me too, every time. I always do. Yeah. <laughs> every I know. Me too. It's like the floodgates just open. <laughs> even if I barely even know the people, I'm like, oh. It's just- I get like the ugly lip quiver and everything. <laughs> and then when you're trying to hold it in, you just get this like terrible look on your face. You know, you just look like you're struggling. <laughs> yes. Everyone knows what's going on. And you're yes, like, my makeup, yes. my makeup. Oh, I know. Okay. Oh, anyway, gosh. Gina, sorry. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I knew I wanted things to be well planned. I, I did know just like what you said that I still wanted to have enough planning done so that the day of the wedding, I'd have very little stress and really nothing to think about other than just having fun. I always thought really going into it more about the guests than anything. So making sure they had a good time, which I think is everyone. I mean, most people think that, um, again, we had one, about one year long engagement and I knew I wanted a small wedding that was very simple or else I would get too caught up in the details, which I did not want to do. Again, I wanted to get married on a cruise, remember? <laughs> uh, so it, that would be real simple, but that got um, definitely shot down. And let's see. Oh, I know I, I had this in the back of my mind and I and. I'm pretty sure someone had told me this before I even started planning my wedding that they had spent their entire day of their wedding going around to each table in person and, and saying hi and thank you for coming. Like, and they probably had like 300 guests. I'm like, that is not what I want to spend my wedding day doing. I do not want to do that. So imagine if you have, you know, 200, 300 guests, you're going to have to say something to every single one of those people. And that generally happens after the ceremony, during the reception, you have to. And I just, that was something I knew I just did not want to do. You know, kudos to those who who enjoy doing that. That is just not me. Um, so I did end up hiring someone to help me with just about all aspects. So the food, the cake, the flowers, the schedule. The only thing that I really kind of took over were, I would say, the invitations, um, which I actually had my one of my best friends make for me. So I, I pretty much just put that in her hands. She's a graphic graphic designer. I just like, you know what? You make these, have at it. And she did a wonderful job. And then- I also wanted to be the one in charge of, you know, kind of picking out the outfits for the wedding party, which we'll talk about in a second was a big (laughs) regret. And I probably never should have taken that on myself. If anyone from my wedding party is listening, they're nodding their head like, yeah, Gina, what were you thinking? (laughs) All right. So what were the most important things to you when it came to your wedding day, Nicole? Photographer was definitely number one. I I just love photos, whether it's mm-hmm. food or fa- I just I'm a photo freak. I 
I've told you this. There's, I don't even know how many photos on my phone. It's ridiculous. And then also alcohol. So, I mean, we were young. We knew that people coming wanted to have a good time. And and with that included alcohol, not saying that alcohol has to be included to have fun, but we knew our, we knew our population here. And uh, that was important to us. Also a location that was easy for people to travel to and from. We had something like 13 states represented at the wedding and multiple countries as well. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Not that they all came, um, but yeah way too much of a control freak, I would say. Um, and so I wanted, I didn't want my friends also to like shoulder any type of expense, especially since we were so young. I mean, a lot of us were just coming out of school with all this debt. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends like barely had started careers at that point. Um, so it was nice that I, I didn't want them to have any type of financial burden with the wedding. So my mom paid for hair and makeup for all the girls, which was great. And then I chose dresses that were pretty inexpensive. I th- want to say they were like 127 or $128, which if you know anything about wedding dresses, Mm-hmm. They are or like bridesmaids dresses. They just jack up the prices because they know yes. that they can. I think the last wedding I was in, it was something in the ballpark of $250 for the dress. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I will never, ever wear it again. Right, right. <laughs> so that was important to me. What about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So the most important thing for me was low stress because I am someone who can easily get stress and I did not want my wedding to be stressful. I knew I needed to hire someone to basically run the entire thing. And tell me what to do slash organize me on the day of, which I did. And that was very helpful. I didn't want to spend the entire day thinking about what's next on the agenda or really any type of agenda. I didn't want to even think about anything other than having fun and, you know, obviously Nick and my friends and my family and just being with them. Uh, My first and foremost goal was to live in the moment the entire day, which I think I did a really good job of. Uh, Next most important was my guests, comfort, and my bridesmaids not spending too much money, which I think looking back, I really thought about that way too much. I don't know why. I mean, my bridesmaids, it's not like they were lacking funds. I mean, I don't even know what their financial situation was, but I thought I way overthought that. Like, I don't, I know that they're spending money to come to Bald Head Island and to stay in this house. Uh, that's already going to cost them money. They, a lot of them lived, you know, far away from, from North Carolina. They had to spend money to get there. So in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, I don't want them to spend too much money on the dress. Mm Mm-hmm. I just was way overcautious about that. And I don't, looking back, I'm just not really sure why. I, I no one ever, think that's no one a ever good said thing. Anything. I know, but it, it ended they up being- They would never say anything. They would say it behind your back and you don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have yeah. heard of a lot of resent around people with destination weddings that also expect a gift and expense, expect the $250 dress and then, oh, can yes. you pay for your hair and makeup? And, oh, can you buy these shoes? You know, that yeah. type of stuff. I Bri- will say- Bridezilla's, yeah. I told my bridesmaids not to get me gifts. Now, I realize people say that all the time and, and then you feel you still feel obligated to get them a gift. But I said, you know, your gift is being in my wedding and coming here and getting yourself here. And I think that they all listened. I don't think anyone got me a gift if, if I can recall, which was fine. That's what that's what I wanted. Um, so I think the third most important for me was the cake and the food because I'm such a foodie and really the biggest thing that I enjoy going to a wedding is the cake and the food. And when people have cupcakes, I get very mad. <laughs> And when people have cake with fondant on them, I get even more mad. Like I, I am such a cake fanatic. Um, So for me, again, going to a wedding with bad food or a subpar cake is a huge bummer. And I know that sounds so rude, but that's just, that's just a fact. That's just how I am. Uh, Lastly, of course, was the fun and music. But really, how hard is that when you are at a beautiful house located on the beach? It's pretty much already built into your wedding. All right, so let's talk about the wedding day. 
Describe your wedding and what are some favorite memories? Okay. Um, I would say it was traditional. 250 on the guest list, only 125 RSVP'd. So 50%. Like I said, we had a lot of um, people that were from out of state and out of the country. So I guess that wasn't overly shocking, but we definitely planned and budgeted for more than that. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I guess that's just one thing to consider. I, when we were planning, I I don't remember the number, but I wanted to say whatever number of RSVPs that you or, or invitations you sent expect, you know, an 80% RSVP rate or, or whatever it was that that was kind of the average. Yeah. So we did not have that. And I would say that was a really nice number. Um, yeah. I really was grateful that it in the room wasn't like overcrowded. And I mean, obviously all, when your heads go down that much, it just, um, all your costs do as well. So we did not have children at the wedding, which I would say is how I would keep it today. However, yes. when we sent out the invites, uh, they were addressed as such, you know, to Mr. And Mrs. Not the, the family of, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. the, the etiquette is there. But people still RSVP'd for their kids to attend. They would like write in their names. And so we did request that like whoever's family that was, because usually it was like extended family that, you know, my mom or, you know, Mark's parents wanted invited, that they just call and kind of explain or, you know, just have that conversation. Um, And I think it went okay. I don't really know. But that was kind of a hard like no for us at at our event. We just did not want children. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do remember vividly my cousin's husband and uh, several of my cousins doing the worm on the dance floor. Uh, <laughs> it was quite entertaining. And my grandma, who has since passed, she was quite the fashionista. She lived for fashion, for shoes. I mean, she was just absolutely stunning. Just a very... Um, just elegant woman. And she had her dress for the wedding before me. And um, her dress costs like four times what mine did. And I just remember the photographer taking pictures of her. She was out on the dance floor in her walker and her like hot pink high heels. Um, And there's like, I have wedding pictures of, you know, her just like her cute little feet with her walker um, legs. It was just so cute. I remember the women's bathroom being absolutely trashed. I have the most random memories of my (laughs) wedding. Like it just, and I remember walking into the bathroom going, okay, you animals, like what happened in here? It was like, it got TP'd and you could tell people were intoxicated. Oh, um, I was glad that I had a bridal suite. Um, but it all went so fast. Obviously I would say my favorite part was probably afterwards. We had rented a trolley to take, um, the wedding party and kind of our closest friends to downtown Chicago. And we went to rock and roll McDonald's, uh, and we took a bunch of fun pictures there and a huge like group picture right in front of the sign. It was just a lot of fun. Wait, what Um, is rock and roll McDonald's? Um, I don't know. Just like a huge McDonald's that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just kind of a Chicago thing. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, and then after that, all that, <laughs> I remember on our wedding night, I was pulling like 8 million bobby pins out of my hair. And I remember Mark yelling from the bedroom, Nicole, you need to be here in the next two minutes if you want to have sex tonight. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> Wait, everyone heard? No, no. We like we were in our hotel room by this point. Oh, but. I, Mark's pretty traditional and I just remember him saying that I'll probably regret saying this on the podcast but I just remember him like no romance he was just like flopped on the bed exhausted because it's such a long day and I he's just very traditional I'm sure he was like okay we have to like you know seal the deal tonight and then in the morning I remember seeing his parents and they listened to the show so this will be great um but remember thinking how embarrassing they know we've had sex 
Like, I just remember like wanting to crawl into a hole and like, wait, hide. Was that the first time you no. Had oh, no, okay. no, no. But like, then they like knew. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm sure they're not fools. They okay, knew the- that you'd done it before. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with waiting, but I just know that's not what you and Margaret did. <laughs> and I don't think that they okay, thought that Gina. either. No, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sure it was a maturity thing. I was 23. I, I just think right. it was. Um, I don't know. I just remember thinking like, I don't know. Like they know what we did last night. I have no, I have the most random memories for my wedding. But. Oh my gosh, that's hopefully that's yours funny. are a little bit more well defined and uh, fluid uh, than mine. <laughs> no, not not so much. I will say, nope. It was quite. It was quite a a day. I, I was on zero sleep, zero. So really, I oh. I was running on adrenaline. Okay, so I will say first, I'll talk about my dress. I wore a long white, simple, strapless dress. So that's just kind of, and you'll see pictures of this when we post it on our, on Instagram. And yeah, Uh, we got married on the beach, like I said, right outside of our rental home. So there was a big open space outside of our rental home where we set up white chairs and uh, it was very, very simple and elegant. Our goal was 65 people at most because that's what the the house um, rule was. There could be no more than 65 people. And yes, the owner of the house did come to the wedding. <laughs> he to basically make sure that we weren't like holding a huge, you know, party at the house. So it was 65. We had invited about a hundred and we knew that, that not everyone would come. In fact, Nicole, I'm pretty sure we invited you and Mark, right? Oh, really? Yes. No. Yes. I am almost a hundred. Yes. Because this was when you guys were living in Columbus. That's when you guys got married. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys were invited. I wasn't sure if you're. Okay. I'll that, ask Mark. But yeah. Ask Mark. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, da, 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 da. What did I say? Our goal was 65 people at most. And that's about exactly what we had. Okay. So as far as wedding party, both Nick and I have both had four people. So how many bridesmaids and groomsmen did you guys have? Five. Five. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so about the same. I really hated choosing bridesmaids, but in the end, I decided to make it a Columbus School for Girls group, which is where I went to high school. I thought, you know, why don't I just choose all friends from CSG to make it simple? We all got our hair and makeup ready in the local salon and then came back to our house, the big house on the island to get dressed. That was a lot of fun. The wedding started in the afternoon, probably late afternoon. It was probably, like, I think I want to say it was around four o'clock. And it was after all the guys and Nick and his wedding party and all their other friends who were there had gone out and gone golfing. And I will tell you the first thing I noticed when I started walking down the aisle, even though I was crying already, were that they all had ridiculous tan lines, Oh no! especially Nick, because he just tans so easily. You could see the sunglasses like, <laughs> like, like they were still on his face. I was like, oh my gosh. And then also my bridesmaids also had tan lines from their bathing suits because they were wearing strapless dresses. Oh my gosh. So I had to have my photographer obviously kind of edit those out. We had a violinist playing as the guests came down the beach, which I loved so much. That was just a little added touch that I just think made it so much nicer. Uh, Everyone who was there at at the wedding was staying on the island for the most part. The ceremony was short and sweet. We wrote our own own vowels. I will tell you, I cried throughout my entire vowel reading. Like I, I almost couldn't get through them. I had to almost give them to actually the guy, our officiant who, who married us. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. I was, I, there were a couple things. First of all, I was sleep deprived, very sleep deprived. I did not get a wink of just cause sleep. you were excited, anxious, nervous. Yes, for sure. Uh-huh. And 
also another thing was one of my friends, my good friend who actually listens to this podcast, Kathy and her husband, they were married at the time. Yeah. They were actually, they had ended up coming to our house to sleep that night. Um, and they were upstairs in a room that wasn't really a bedroom, but there was a place to sleep up there, but there was a grandfather clock up there and it kept going off every 15 minutes. And I couldn't go up there. I didn't want to like freak them out, but I wanted to turn off that freaking clock. It was so every 15 minutes I heard the freaking clock go off. So I would just know what time it was. And then it would, and then every time it was like, you know, one o'clock, you know, ding, two o'clock, ding, ding. And then every 15 minutes in between then it was terrible. So that did not help. And then of course, Nick was snoring, all that. Uh, the reception was at the house, half outdoors, half indoors, so half out on the um, giant um, uh, deck and then half indoors. It did start to rain a little bit. So we did come in. We did a smash cake. When I say a smash cake, it wasn't like a one-year-old birthday cake. I mean, we did the cake <laughs> thing where I smash it in his face, which I will post a video of that. We did not have a DJ. We actually just played a mix on the um, radio sound system. And my one of my really good friends had put together a mix. I didn't really, the music was important to me, but I don't know. I just wasn't something I wanted to spend money on. So that actually worked out really, really well. The food was amazing. But truthfully, everyone keeps telling me the food was amazing. That's a, everyone kept talking about the food. But the only thing I really, really remember eating was the bacon covered scallops. It was the mm. probably like the only thing I ate the entire night because I was so hopped up on adrenaline. And you know, when you have adrenaline, you don't have an appetite. I get it now. Like I never understood why like the grooms, the, um, the husband and wife or the bride and the groom, they always like sit down to eat and they never finish their food. I always notice this. Like, why aren't you eating? You, my adrenaline was so high. I had no appetite. Um, so I think I ate the bacon covered scallops and probably a piece of cake the whole night. It was, and then of course, lots of beer. The cake was amazing. And of course there was an open bar and we did have pumpkin ale. I made that, I, that at the time, that was my favorite beer, the dogfish pumpkin yes. ale. So we did bring two kegs of that from home. <laughs> I feel like it's still I made my sure favorite to have beer. That. I love it. I know it is so, so good. You talking about it, Nick's but... um, sunglasses it reminds me Mark was hungover the morning of. Oh, of course. And of I course. remember telling him, dude, pull it together. Like, <laughs> because they, we spent the night apart. I slept at my parents' house the night before the wedding and he yeah. had gone out and all of the, the bridal party was buying him shots and all that. Of, like, of course, of little. course. <sighs> yeah. So what are some things that you would have done differently looking back? Yeah, that's pretty easy for one is just a videographer. So I had focused so much on photo and we had spent um, kind of our max budget there. And I did not realize how expensive a good videographer was. Holy mm. moly. I yeah. mean, in Chicago now you're looking at $10,000. Holy. Yeah. Whoa, I was not yeah. expecting that. Okay. Wow. I mean, you could get a that's pretty. Ridiculous. Well, okay. That might be that might be extreme, but I would say yeah. 7,500. For sure. It's still ridiculous. Well, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But now I feel as though as good as photos are, the video would have really captured more about, I don't know, like mm -hmm. I just regret not having a video at all. Um, yeah. And I just shied away from it again because of cost, but hands down, that's what I would do differently. Okay. Everything else, I can't say I would do so much anything differently. The other thing that we did that I found value in was we didn't want any type of a lapse between the ceremony and kind of jumping into at least like happy hour, cocktail hour, whatever. We wanted mm -hmm. it to just be fluid again for the guest experience. So I I think that's something I would definitely keep today too is Oh, I agree. 
I hate it when there's a lull in between the ceremony Ugh. and the reception and you're all just standing around waiting. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. That, uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I get the why, but it's just so, especially if people are traveling and they're, they don't have, yeah, it just, it, it works and out for to so go. few people. Yeah. Yes. Or they go get smashed and yeah. yeah anyway. What about yeah. you? What I would will you say one of our good friends took video of our wedding, which I put it together in a CD and I am very thankful to have that. In fact, we just watched that the other day. My kids wanted to watch it and it was, oh, it made me cry all over again. Um, and another, another reason I will say that I was crying during uh, the vowels was because um, Nick's father had passed away about four years prior. So that was a big, I think, part of, mm-hmm. of the, I don't want to say sadness, but the emotions that, that were running high that, during that during that time. Sure. So some things I would have done differently. I would say really the only thing that comes to mind is the bride, the bridesmaids outfits. I tried so hard to find a dress and I found it online. I didn't even see it in person that would be super cheap for my bridesmaids to purchase. I should have talked to people, asked more questions, gotten some advice because it was, they were bad. They were straight from China and they all looked different. (laughs) And the bridesmaids were like, what? Do you know what were you thinking? I don't know what I was thinking. It was bad. But in, in hindsight, I would say I would one of my good friends who got married on um, Hilton Head Island, she used the the um, company Rent the Runway. I was in her wedding and she basically said, go to their website, pick a short or long navy blue dress and you rent it just for like a week. And it was perfect. I found the cutest dress. We all looked different, but also the same. And we didn't have to spend that much money. It was Amazing. I would, I would definitely, if I could go back, I would do that. Uh, I would say for sure I should have had better sleep hygiene that day. I don't think I would have, I think in the, if, if I were to do it again, I probably wouldn't sleep with Nick that night. Nothing because of tradition, but more just because I, I think that his snoring, because you know, when people drink, they snore, he was snoring loudly that night. And then I don't know, just Overall, I should have brought some melatonin. I just was not prepared to not sleep. I thought, oh yeah, I'll sleep well that night because we'll be up late and I'll be, I'll crash. No, no, no. Was not like that at all. Okay, a couple of regrets that I would have had but didn't. One, I wanted to have a short dress going into my wedding, but my mom, thank goodness, talked me out of that and then talked me into getting a long, elegant, beautiful wedding dress that really was not very expensive. I think I spent $500 on it and it was Mm -hmm. gorgeous. I loved it. I would also say... And I would have said my cake would have been a regret because I was convinced that I was going to bring from one of my favorite companies here who makes the best buttercream and the best wedding cakes. I wanted to just travel to North Carolina in our car with that cake. That was dumb. My dad (laughs) thankfully talked me out of that. He's like, what are you thinking, Gina? Like, why would you do that? Looking back, he's right. That would have been a terrible idea. Uh, oh, and of course my original thought was I wanted to have a cruise wedding. I'm very thankful that I didn't do that. Our wedding was perfect. It was small, just like I wanted it. And very regrets, very small, few regrets. Okay. Awesome. So that was fun. That was a good little travel back in time. I know you're doing the tile for the show. Are you, how many pictures are you including? I'm just including four, but we can certainly post more on our stories. Okay. All right. So. All right. So mom wins our favorite new products or recipes. We made this week. Uh, it's called Easy Thai Noodles. Super basic, but I love that it had like cabbage and carrots and cilantro and peanuts. And we just all gobbled it up. Um, and it was good. super quick and easy to make. So I'll include that link on the show notes. And I, when I made it, I added um, chicken, like rotisserie mm-hmm. chicken. Mm-hmm. Or is that part of it? I don't remember. But I 
I know I doubled it. I'm glad that I did, but I bulked up the vegetables. I don't remember, but okay. I used some rendition of this of this recipe and it was very, very good. That sounds good. I love Thai noodles. Mm. All right. So for me, it's a product and it's very random, but since we're talking about weddings, pepper bras, if you have small breasts like me, I would say... You know, I, I've been seeing these advertised on my Facebook, uh, you know, page and, and Instagram, a couple other places, but they're actually specifically for women with small breasts and they make you feel so sexy. Like sometimes I have trouble with my small breasts feeling sexy, which I realize is so just ingrained in us from, you know, media and it's just, it's just like diet culture, right? Really. I mean, we're feel like the need to have big breasts in order to feel sexy. I just don't, I feel like I have children's, a child's boobs. And since mine have shrunk so much since I, my original size of pre breastfeeding, I think that's one of the things that always has been hard for me. Like I just not used to having such small breasts. These bras, I mean, I put them on and I'm just like, I want to just dance around naked with the bra on. I mean, Mm. I just feel so good in them. I highly recommend them. I bought two and I think I'm just going to go ahead and buy like four more there. This is, I'll never buy a bra from any other company. I'm on their website because as part of this itty bitty titty committee, I am always on the prowl for a bra that I like. I'm telling you, do it. They are amazing. Okay. All right. So coming up on November 29th, we will be dishing with our husbands again about ways we parent differently and how we handle those differences. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right. Until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye, Gina. See ya. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.